Welcome to the Micromobility Update from July the 15th of 2022. I'm Hans Dorsch. Last day for me at the Eurobike in Frankfurt and last episode for this week. First up, there's transport politics from Germany for you. And then, two bits of automotive-grade technology in bicycles. New and direct from Eurobike. This is what happened in the world of micromobility. Before we start, if you like this podcast, recommend it and give it five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Two hashtags were trending on German Twitter today. 69 Euro Ticket and Tempo Limit, aka Speed Limit. And wait, compulsory helmet use? Let's ignore this today, shall we? Well, maybe not completely, just this much. Let's do our best to prevent compulsory helmet use. Because once it's there, it's very hard to get rid of. Shout out to Phil Letts from micromobilityreport.com.au in Australia. He knows a lot about it. Back to the other topics. So, in Germany, the 9 Euro ticket is having a Bergfest today. In other words, half of the planned three months are over. And studies have already shown that there have actually been fewer traffic jams and many people have actually switched to public transport and pedestrian zones are better frequented than they have been for a long time. What's more, many people who don't earn that much are now able to afford this ticket and can participate more in life. So it would be nice if such offers could continue to exist. It's just a shame that it costs so much money. So the VDV, which is the Association of German Transport Companies, has come up with a successor solution, the 69 euro ticket. The companies could offer this from 1st of September. I quote from the tweet. We propose a nationwide public transport climate ticket for 69 euros per month as a single second-class travel entitlement, especially for those who have proven to be a relevant target group in market research, car drivers who are willing to pay. At the same time, this would prevent additional traffic, as with the 9 euro traffic, from being kept at an acceptable level. This ticket would be an option or an addition to existing subscription offers that already exist in some cities. So you have to figure out whether it's worth it or not. Another nice formulation in the text, I repeat, additional traffic should be kept to an acceptable level. So this means, please don't send us so many passengers. And those who earn little money will be left out in the cold again. Let's see how the topic unfolds on Twitter. Sascha Pallenberg, aka Taiwan Palle, asks, Why is there no sliding scale for the 69 euro ticket? Many people don't need nationwide travel. A 29 euro ticket, valid in the issuing state, could be a real alternative for commuters. Martin answers, Is one alternative enough for commuters? I don't think so. I personally bought the 9 euro ticket without any consideration of whether, how often I use it. What happened? I take the bus instead of the car because the ticket is there. We need this mechanism for a transport turnaround. In German, Verkehrswende. 
that's a really good argument because that's why people often use their cars for everything because they are there anyway. It has to be as easy as possible. Perhaps the 29 euro ticket could be offered nationwide, as Sasha suspects commuters mainly use it in the region anyway. And those people who use it to travel across the country won't leave the companies poor. Because as far as I've been able to find out, it will only be valid on regional services, just like the 9 euro ticket. I'm curious to see what happens next. And why is the speed limit trending again? The German environmental organization Deutsche Umwelthilfe has once again called for a general speed limit. 100 kilometers should be allowed on motorways, 30 kilometers per hour in built-up areas and a maximum of 80 kilometers outside of them. This could save 9.2 million tons of CO2 per year and of course petrol, up to 10 million liters of petrol and diesel. Jürgen Resch, the DHU's national director, proposed to limit the whole thing. I quote, This is to circumvent the coalition agreement which only excluded a general speed limit on motorways. After one year, one could examine how high the people's approval is for a permanent speed limit. Now the CDU, the party that had not been a big supporter so far, is coming along and the spokesman for energy politics of the CDU-CSU parliamentary group is open to speed limits. However, the speed limit is supposed to be 130 on motorways. That's how it's like in the opposition. But hey, if it serves climate protection... Now back to technology. After all, I'm at the Eurobike today. The two largest motor suppliers for e-bikes have presented new ABS systems at the fair. Bosch, who invented the electronic anti-lock braking system and even has the name protected, has had ABS for e-bikes for some time, but only for the front wheel and mainly for touring bikes. Now they have teamed up with brake manufacturer Magura and developed a lightweight system for both wheels that can be adapted for different types of riding, cargo, touring, and for mountain bikes there are even two types, all road and trail. On the advice of a colleague, I tried the Bosch system on a long john cargo bike. So, a bike with a transport box at the front. Because here the front wheel in particular can easily start to slide. Also in corners. In my test, it worked well. First of all, the brake grip was really well, but you didn't slip uncontrollably. I'll put it this way, test passed. However, I like the Shimano system even better. They already built very good disc brakes themselves and have brought in the Italian blue brake as ABS experts. A super combination. I had a sporty bullet bike and was able to go hard on the brakes and nothing slipped. Really well tuned, this system. What exactly the systems cost, I don't know. But it looks like they are coming to more and more bikes now. So if someone who might want to switch from a car to a bike asks you, does this have ABS? You can say yes. At the Shimano booth, I also tried an e-bike with automatic derailer shifting. That was also great, 
but I'll report on that in the next episode, if you don't mind. Until then, I'll give you the link in the show notes. Shimano positions the system primarily for mountain biking, but it also works great in city traffic. At the industry talk on Tuesday, we already talked about the topic of reshoring and the lack of employees. One way to tackle this is with automation and alternative technologies. A large proportion of bicycle frames come from Asia and most of them are made of aluminum. That means not always environmentally friendly production conditions and long transport routes. Today I visited the frame manufacturer V-Frames, which has tackled both problems. You may have come across managing director Michael Müller on LinkedIn. He posts there quite often. So this is how they solve those problems. Number one, the transport routes are radically shortened by manufacturing in Germany. The production conditions are radically changed by making the frame from carbon composite material using injection molding instead of aluminium, just like many common plastic items, from buckets to garden chairs. So, about as stable as a garden chair was allegedly the best-known production bike made of injection molding to date, the Itira from Sweden, which was produced in the early 1970s. I recommend you read the very interesting article from Bike Build in the show notes. It's in German, but you probably know how to translate on the internet. So, the V-frames are different. The manufacturer has found a way to integrate tubular shapes into the molds. Water is injected during the production process. This makes the structure as strong as aluminium and keeps them slim. The carbon fibers in the frame is sourced from waste from car production and recycled material can also be used in the PET plastic. And now for the manufacturing. The only disadvantage is that you need expensive tools to start with. So it's more expensive to set up than aluminium welding. But once you have created and set them up, production becomes really cheap and fast. You can easily make 1,000 frames a day and you can do that on short notice. If you realize that more frames are needed during the season, it takes just two days to set up and produce them. It's a pity that this doesn't apply to brakes and gears. But hey, let's look what the future brings. The manufacturer is already working on a cockpit for bicycles. Three bike brands are already having frames made at V-Frames. You can find them at Advanced E-Bikes, Buddy Electric and the Affenzahn Children's Running Bike. So, that's it for today and for this week. We'll hear again next week, next show. And once again, as a reminder, like and subscribe. Give the podcast five stars on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you haven't already, subscribe so the next episode automatically lands in your inbox. Music